Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Old World Lives a Warm podcast. And we have been also planning on introducing a new kind of counting in this a numbering system in this episode. And that is, this is the, hmm, I think, ninth episode with Krell. Say hello, Krell. Hey, everyone. So the new calendar is AK, Anno Domini Krell. We only go two years back. Good to be back. Yeah. And... Uh, with us tonight, we also have Nicholas. Hello. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, it's just not you and me this time, Chris. Not that I don't like uh, just chatting with you, but uh, it's nice to have some of the other members of the cast on, because uh, remember, there's five of us. <laughs> At least so we have claimed in the past that there's five of us. We don't really know anymore, but uh, there might be fewer, there might be more, but there's always nice to have a slight rotation of guests, so to speak. A handful of Swedes. Yeah, I've I've heard consistent rumors. There's just actually just two members and a very, very, very expensive sound degree. Yeah, uh, we will like to confirm, deny or confirm that story. Sorry, <laughs> the lag, the lag in your response actually confirms that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that might be that might or might not be fixed in editing. It might even be a longer one just to add to the gravitas of the situation. Oh. Yes. So, <laughs> what have you been doing all this time, Krell? I'll tell you what I haven't been doing, fantasy, unfortunately. No, because uh, I was moving um, and the, the the dog ate my homework. No, I've actually been working on my Tomb Kings. Tell me if you've heard that one before. But I am closing up on the free chariots and I think five additional horseman archers. And I finally, finally, finally got a decent metal. What's her name, Chris? I keep calling her Neferata, but that ain't the one. Kalina. Yeah. Kalida. Kalida. Yes, Mia Kalida. I finally got a decent model of that. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Isn't that right? I My search history says so. Yeah, I was just going to ask, do you need a Necrotect for your army? Uh, thank you very much, but I, wait, is that the dude with the whip? Yep. <laughs> our, our listeners can obviously hear how deep I've been in the lore of the Tomb Kings here. Is that the whip, dude? Uh, I, I think yes, I could actually. There is yeah. one on Swedish eBay currently. Ooh. I'm going to link it to you. <laughs> I'm going to check that out. Psych! I thought like Chris was going to be like, oh yeah, because I have one. No, you can go out there and fucking bit on it like everyone else. Like a dog. And I'm going to no. check out. Oh, who who has this out? Yeah. Oh, it's Chris. It's full Chris. Dis- full, disclosure, at... full disclosure, it's not mine. I just saw it while browsing, so I figured, <laughs> who do I know that actually wants Tomb Kings? There's like three people I know that wants Tomb Kings. The rest of us are sensible people. The rest of you are dogs. <laughs> Don't talk shit about Nagash again. I will. You will taste my sandal by Petra. Have so you, uh, have you played with him yet, Krell? Just one game uh, before I actually moved. I think I played like 700 points next edition, so it was a very brief affair. But it was fun. I mean, there's a lot of shit talking about Tomb Kings in later editions, uh, particularly if you ever play Eighth, which, which you shouldn't in general. Just abstain from that entire drug of choice. Uh, but it was fun. I mean, I had a scorpion and a bone giant and 700 points, so that's pretty much like, what, 35% of my army. But it was good times. I mean, swarms are troops. I have a lot of archers. <laughs> I have like one tomb king and one tomb prince and a magician. It's really fun. I mean, it's different from playing. It feels so weird feeling undead and they actually get to do something in the shooting phase. I'm so used to just like zoning out and thinking about Nagash's delicious hat. But <laughs> here I got to like shoot. And someone's like, Haha, you only get to shoot BS2 without modifiers. I'm like, you fool. I get to finally roll dice. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's pretty good, though. Like, hitting on fives all the time. That's yeah. not bad. Like, and you can get them poisoned, right? If you use yeah, if, Kalida. If you, yeah, if you get Kalida. Uh, she is, however, I have realized, an exorbitant price cost. We're talking like Imerick price cost. We're talking dragon price cost. So she's like 450 points? <sighs> yeah, and she's not really a buff monster, and she's not really a fighter monster, but we'll talk in that in an upcoming Tomb Kings episode, if oh, we ever do that. not bad. Serena is 495. Yeah, but she can do a lot yeah. of magic, and she doesn't. If if she gets hit by a cinder by an open fireplace, she doesn't die and destroy your entire army. Well, that's your f- problem for being embalmed. <laughs> Stop embalming yourself. Technically, sp- <laughs> Stop embalming yourself. Stop embalming yourself. Stop it, Neferada. 
Stop embalming yourself. Stop embalming yourself. Oh there, my god, you're such a loser, Nephi. There's a box with Warhammer Prince Imric High Elf Lord on Dragons High Elf's Old Hammer OOP on Sweet Bay as well. The yeah. uh, if that one. They I'm going to tell you how dire my financial situation is, and this is mostly facetious. I actually have a reminder on my cell phone every Monday and Friday which says, you have enough fucking stuff to paint. <laughs> and it's actually an effective enough deterrent that I don't buy as much paint anymore. I just go into my wardrobe and look at the box named Warhammer Fancy Project number two, and then I open boxes four and five and three. Yeah, I'm currently the highest bidder on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I, I'm in the leading bid with a four kroner, so I think that's. Let's. I, I doubt it will settle for that, but it would be nice if it did. Can we get a sound bite of Jimmy when he says, "Oh, Krell, nah, man, Krell," except he says, "Chris, man, Chris." <laughs> we might have to just have him on to do like a sound bite recording. I think. Disappointed dad. Dot valve. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Chris, what have you been up to? Uh, I have been, well, I've been painting a snake. A snake and dragon thing. Question. Badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom. Snake, it's a snake. Oh, it's a snake. <laughs> Nicholas is like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, it's before Nicholas' time on the internet. Uh, yeah. I, know, I know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, it was the Golden Olis hour, right? <laughs> The good old days when you didn't watch those movies on YouTube. You watched them on like Newgrounds and shit. Yeah, Weeble. Weeble was a webpage you had to go to. Yeah. Weeble and Bob. That snake thing looks awesome though, Chris. It really does. Good job, Chris. Yeah, it's been a bit upgraded since uh, you guys saw it last as well. I'm almost finished. I'm working on the fins because I need a bit more gradient. And then it's pretty much done. So hopefully tomorrow, so it will be out before this recording. Probably. You know what you need to watch out for when working with the fins, right? That Russia tries to invade you in the wintertime. Yeah, but they just freeze to death, as usual. <laughs> uh, but I'm working on a uh, High Elf Sea Patrol list from the Storm of Chaos book, because for some reason I have enough Sea Guard, which is odd, because I'm playing 6th edition mainly. <laughs> And they're useless in 6th edition outside of this list. Can I ask you a painting question about that uh, sea snake? Yeah. I know you said earlier that you're working very intensely on a beautiful base, which, you know, that thing looks dope as hell. Are you going to do water effects on the base? Yep. Since it's a water serpent? Oh, that's going to be cool. Yeah, I really look forward to seeing that. I figured I'd need some kind of rippling because it's controlled by a mist mage, which I also have next to me. And I'm going to make out of the sixth ed, uh, one of the wood elf spell singers, I think they're called. I know people mm. on occasion think I talk a lot of shit about Chris painting, but you know, I really—I'm a huge fan of Chris painting. I think it's amazing, and I really always enjoy seeing what you guys are up to, even when I'm not here. I'm always you, watching. You watching. mean all of those three models I paint a year? <laughs> you know how they say like quantity is a quality all of its own. That's what I run on. You run on quality is quality on its own. I'm also pretty much finished building. I need to prime my lord with magic bow on Griffin. Oh, cool. He's going to use the uh, bow of the seafarer, which is basically a bolt thrower. Is that Finnebar's own bow? or? I, I think it's a reference to Finnebar, even if it's called the sea f of the seafarer, but uh, yeah. I don't think it is. I think it's ma mainly used by the fleet captains. Because I seem to remember it used to be an item that was more or less actually Finnebar's weapon that he just gave to some captain, like, hey, you're in charge now, use this. It might be. Might be. Hey, you know better than me. Just, just a question. It's yeah. elf stuff. I have no idea. I had, uh, I was a bit split if I'm gonna put my lord on the griffin, but the griffin looks really cool. I got using the island of blood one, and it's a really cool model. It I was either that, overrated. Yeah, it was either that to put him in a shadow armor, so you can join a unit of shadow warriors and have him stealth and sneak and just get behind you behind enemy lines with a bolt thrower. Whispering, nothing personal, kid. Yeah, pretty much. Might might do one uh, on foot as well, just to have the have him for future endeavors, so to speak. Sounds really cool. Also, if the the Griffin gets killed, let's have a foot model. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. I might as well just build him. And but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I've been painting a bit. As I said, the sea snake is almost done. It needs the fins and some of the reds to work you better. You're, you're painting these things up for uh, an event you're going to, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm planning <laughs> to. At, at least there's an event in the uh, beginning of October in 
I would say it's the north of Sweden. They would probably say it isn't the north of Sweden. But uh, well, they are filthy liars who barely comprehend geography. Dusly, they yeah. live in the north. It is uh, it is six and a half hours by train north of where I live, so it's in the north of Sweden for me. It's so yeah. far in the north that when not Rob Stark was declared king of the north, those guys were like, "That's too fucking south." That's how goddamn north it is. They got ice giants up there. Yeah, yeah. it's like when you look at the map, it's more towards the center, I guess. Uh, Niklas, we but, keep uh, telling you, stop defending the north people. They can defend themselves. <laughs> all eight of them. Yeah, yeah all eight per capita. <laughs> I wonder if my shit talking of the north is connected to why I keep finding double-headed axes in my door all the time. Probably. Because they can't write letters like normal people. Just as likely to be people of the South, though. <laughs> anyway, I no, have been building a Seaguard list. <laughs> which is nice, because there's a Lord on a Griffin, there's a Mage, there's a mage, there's the Merworm, which is a snake. I would have liked to have the Fortwell Merworm, but it is quite hard to get hold of, given that they've discontinued it like three years ago or something like that. Yeah, and you actually enjoy using your kidneys. Yeah, they, they still have use for me, so to speak. I, I really like the mirror room you got. And also, like, these kind of creatures, they're so... I mean, there's so many different creatures living in the sea. Yeah. So it's very plausible that they just rounded up another. Yeah, this one is the Mantic Trident Realm Knocker, or something like that. And it looks way more like how the sea dragons are described in the books. Yeah. Like yeah, snake, really sna sna snake, snake bodies. Once in a blue moon, Mantic makes really good miniatures. Yeah. It is oh, Nicholas, that's dangerously close to you giving them an endorsement, dude. <laughs> yeah. Next uh, next thing you're going to see on the, the internet is, is Nicholas is a Mantic shill. No, we're, the next thing we're going to see on Nicholas is Nicholas publishing items on spiky bits. <laughs> mm, publishing Maybe my newly painted Mantic dwarf army. Yeah, and just saying how you can crush everyone with it. Uh, yeah, but enough about my... It, my high elves, there's. I got an, I got at least two and a half thousand points if I want to play with them that much. And uh, maybe I should uh, bring them to Stockholm sometime, like a smaller force, and we could have a game. Correct? Yeah, that would be fun. And Nicholas can come here too, and I can show him electricity and fire. Speaking of Nicholas, uh, what have you been doing in the hobby lately? <laughs> so, I got back to Sweden recently, and uh, I've managed to get a fantasy game in. Uh, I went down to Gothenburg to meet Morten and Manfred and a friend of theirs, and we played like a big double game, uh, 2,000 points per player, so 8,000 points in total of 8th edition. So I tried out the uh, the army project Kislev list. And how did you find it? Uh, I mean, so many special rules to keep track of, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's 8th edition. It's, it's not, not a huge fan in general. Some cool parts. And in the end, it's like you're doing the same thing. You're smashing your models together. Uh, but it felt like a lot of things felt a bit strange, especially having like a cavalry army. It's very different from what cavalry does in 6th edition. But can I ask a question? Yeah, you may. Did you have fun playing fancy with your friends? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Well, that's a great thing. That's a unifier then. I'm it's happy really funny because we're playing at uh, Immortan's workplace. And... Uh, uh, <laughs> They just have like this conference room where they just bring out like uh, things that they stash in all these other small rooms, and then they had like this massive eight by four table, and uh, it's awesome. Their terrain is awesome. They have really cool armies, and uh, it's really cool. That's amazing because you were literally masking at his work. He masked upon his job. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. It was during the weekend though. So. Yeah, but I mean, he he works with masker, so that's why it's oh, so yeah. funny. Yeah, you posted some uh, nice photos in. Uh... The group chat for yeah, us I got mad. I got mad jealous, Nicholas. That looked really fun. Yeah, I should post them on Instagram actually. Yeah, yeah. You, sh you, sh you should, and I bet uh, Jimmy will as well, given what he's doing today and yesterday. Yeah, he's out for a fantasy weekend. Yeah. Oh, I heard he's dancing for money on tables in Stockholm. He's not here to disprove me, is he? Yeah. You're projecting again, aren't you? <laughs> Maybe I can't fit on the tables anymore. <laughs> I'd have to reinforce them, right? <laughs> yeah, adamantine bonds. No, but uh, Jimmy's away having a great weekend, a two-day of fantasy battles, and it's something Yeah, really poor fun. thing, poor thing. Yeah. <laughs> Our thoughts and prayers are with him. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I got him back to this town that I used to live in as well, and uh, trying to build some some hype for 6th edition. So there are a couple of guys that were playing 8th edition uh, that I'm going to introduce 6th, and then there's some other guys that are either haven't played fantasy before or returning to fantasy. 
So we're gonna start playing some combat patrol, I think. Nice. Yeah, but you live you live in a quite centrally located place where there's lots of communities around as well. So hopefully yeah. someone is able to play a proper version of the game, so to speak. It turns out that a couple of guys from my Necromunda group, uh, who actually played today, sorry, I couldn't feed dudes, uh, are super interested in starting up 6th edition. Because that was the edition they played when they were younger as well. But obviously, you know, the tale is all this time. They sold it off to, like, date their girlfriends at the time, or, like, their parents <laughs> threw it out, or gave it away for 10 kroners at a Lopez, a yard sale. Uh, so they seem kind of interested in testing 6th edition. So we're going to look at doing some combat patrol, maybe 500 points armies. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a really good point to start at. It is. Uh, I've never um, gotten gotten that selling all your stuff just because you're dating. Why not just keep it and date anyway? I never got the whole thing about dating, but hey, that's just me. I am above such concerns. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. start uh, playing uh, Dark Elves, uh, this combat patrol thing. Okay, so our friendship's just over. Okay, nice. Yeah, I heard something that you're getting Corsairs and Bolt Rovers and stuff like that. Yeah, from some, some shady dude up north. Yeah. You know what? Could you actually be the dude on this podcast who does uh, a cult of Slanish army? Because Chris doesn't seem like he's going to do it. No. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not that big into the, the cult of Slanish. Yeah, but to, to be fair, if you're getting uh, a Dark Elf army going, you could just add like a start collecting box and paint it slanishy, and you're done. Yeah, thing with like the more I look at Dark Elves, the more I realize that there are so many different armies you can build in this from this army list. So many themes. Yeah, it feels like it's gonna be an army that I just can keep expanding on. Really. Yeah, I'm gonna defer to Chris here because he feels a bit like a dark elf expert. But if I mean dark shards, like the crossbow dudes, are a great basis for any army, right? You mean crossbowmen? Yeah, the words with crossbows that is in sixth edition. I, I've been playing Warhammer Fantasy Total War. I apologize for nothing. They, uh, I don't know, they seem like the basis of any boring army. Yeah, but <laughs> it depends. You can't. Oh, can, damn! They are quite. Uh, they're a unit that you use to whittle down chaff, basically, because they're not that powerful. Because they have light crossbows, pretty much. That fires more shots. But yeah. they are good, mm-hmm. just having standing around firing stuff. They're like archers in the highest list. You can take a unit of them, but you don't have to take all of them, so to speak. I think the uh, the Dark Riders are a great basis for an English list. Like yep. Light Cavalry as core. It's awesome. And then you can just build whatever list around, but you you can always use Light Cavalry. Yeah, there are alternate there are alternate lists for the Dark Elf book as well. You have the uh, the Watchtower Patrol list in the book, and then you have the uh, City Guard. City Guard from the White War, White War slash yeah, one of the Chronicles, I think it is in as well. And those are a great alternate list. The city guard can be a bit boring, given that you just pretty much have a city guard and bolt throwers and then chef <laughs> to fill out your army and have something heavy hitting. But having uh, spearmen with crossbows is pretty great, as I think people can understand. Yeah. I just have to go and grab my storm of chaos now. Look at it. Yeah, the, that, that unit's just so cool. The, like the crossbowman and spearmen. It's, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, and it's really easy to make as well if you're using plastics. The sixth plastic, plastic, you can make one because you need like two or three models with actual crossbows and put put in the front of a regular experiment unit, and it's a city guard unit. Yeah. Okay. So uh, maybe the comparison is a bit odd to you guys, but to me it feels a bit like the gores and ungors. You have to like mix it up, and you have to have a certain amount of them like in the front rank. Yeah, but I mean, the the advantage of having like a ranged unit that can also fight in close combat. Yeah, you can only fire. You usually, depending on standing on hill or not, from the front rank anyway. And everyone else after that are carrying spears and shields, which is uh, quite nice. Yeah, I'll have and, you know that Ungors can do both of the things, neither of them well. Yeah. Fair enough. I think Ungors might be one of the shittiest units in the games from experience. Uh, did I mention what I'm going to use for, as uh, the... Mist mages in uh, uh, Sea Patrolist can use uh, special spells or have to use special spells instead of regular high magic spells. And they have a spell where they basically summon a siren that lures enemy units to attack them first or go approach them first. And did I mention what I'm going to use as a siren? No. The crab from the Ideneth Deepkin uh, Underworlds box. So good. <laughs> yeah. I figured it is a magic spell. Spell it doesn't have to make sense. Chris and the crab, the greatest love story never told. 
yeah you were so happy by the, of that model like since day one i think you've earned it yeah we're also gonna paint the uh, fish from that box up as uh, a magikarp for all those uh, that actually know anything about what well, is like first gen pokemon I don't isn't, know shit about them. But that's isn't that me. a Digimon? I don't know the difference. One is it's, it's the thing. And... It's the thing that turns into your sea snake. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, that's the un- unevolved form that is flapping around. There is one in the... Uh, isn't there one in uh, the Pokemon film with uh, Ryan Reynolds? Yes, there is. Yeah. And there's ha- the evolved version as well. Like just uh, Having a six I could tell you pretty much anything about anything that's about Pokemon on Netflix. <laughs> I know so many things. Fair I've enough. seen things man was not meant to know. <laughs> I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. You've seen attack chips on fire. <laughs> I've seen I have seen Machamps glistening in the fire from a Charizard's magnificent breath. <laughs> oh, speaking about I, that, oh, I have seen a sea star fighting Exeggutor on the plains of Tora. All these moments, like master balls thrown at anything except for a Mewtwo. Law, now, time to try and sleep. I thought, we were, at me. I, I thought we were going back to Weeble and Bob stuff here. And you have I seen things. I've seen, I've seen them with my eyes. eyes. I've, I've seen, seen things, things that are off in disguise. <laughs> but you said, a lumper. Well, you know what they say about Kenya, right? I can't remember. Uh, in Kenya, only in Kenya. Got lions and tigers only in Kenya. Yeah, Can you believe it? Yeah. Yeah, those were the mid 20s, right? <laughs> Whatever it would be by now. Oh, at least early 20s for us. Uh, no, I think I was like a teenager when that came out. You must I think have been... I, uh, wasn't we like 19 or something? 20? No, no, no. I would have been like 17 or 16 when Weeble and Bob was big. But maybe we're digressing a bit. Chris, what's in the news? Birds. Yeah. Category Weeble and Bob. They really <laughs> happen as Weeble and sometimes Weeble's friend Bob. Pie. Pie. When come back, bring pie. Original release June 6th, 2002 was the first episode of Weeble and Bob. Yeah, so I was 16. Yeah. All right, enough of Weeble and Bob. No! <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, hello and welcome to episode one of the Weeble and Bob podcast, Chris. <laughs> so what's new? Yeah, what's new? Hmm. Well, uh, there's a new season of Warhammer Underworlds coming. Yeah, I still don't know how that works. I have no idea. I'm just using the boxes for character models and crabs, obviously. But uh, there's a quite nice uh, set of uh, swamp orcs in this set. I have like man catchers and uh, chains and stuff like that, and a stabby, gr- stabby. I can't say that. A stabby grot. Stabby. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah, but they have a nice set of characters. If you want, if you are going to use the uh, cruel boys as orcs, which you could, if you give them like a swampy theme, because they look a bit different, like than the mountain orcs and stuff like that. Yeah, they look like haggard, worn out. I could believe these guys are like ravaged by the season, living in a swamp. Yeah. Or I reckon there's, they don't look exactly the same if they come from Lustria or they come from the Southlands or they come from. They look more like the old, like third edition artwork of orcs, I think. Yeah. yeah. I really like them. They look, they look a bit like the old, like super old Mithril cast Lord of the Rings models for orcs. Yeah. They kind of look a bit like the current range of orcs for Lord yeah. of the Rings as True. well. But uh, like, I yeah. said this before we started recording, and like I still think that swamp work sounds like a slur that somebody yells at me in London at two a.m. in the morning in a, like a fish shop. <laughs> yeah, but as I can say, the they come in uh, the new starter set those orcs, and they also have some stormcast there. And I reckon that if you shave them a bit, like shave off the obvious stormcast bits of them, you could actually use them for. Some kind of skirmish game. But uh, in, with that said, they are quite a lot bigger than fantasy miniatures. But they can be made to work if everything is on the same scale. So to speak. Yeah, it's a perfect fit for my escape from Goblin Town box. And there's a bird in that box. So bird. that's probably the ultimate foe for the crab. The feet, the... <laughs> this shall be our greatest battle. Yeah, they, they're the new characters for the next Arena Mortis, which is basically the... Bring forth your own champion version of uh, Underworlds. So they, so you're gonna have like a box, and you get the bird and the crab, and they have to fight it out. This is a good point, but I really want to hear from our Age of Sigmar correspondent, Nicholas. Nicholas, 
What do you think about this box? I have no interest whatsoever in Angel Sigmar anymore. Not even for reference of complaints, because I just don't care anymore. Yeah, like uh, I care as much about Angel Sigmar as I do about Infinity now. Oh, have you seen the new Infinity models, Krill? You mean the new Necromunda models? I would rather actually say the other way around, given that one is an obvious ripoff of the others. But did you see the one I posted in chat earlier? The... Oh yeah, you mean like the guy who would probably look pretty good for, as a Vansar? Or is it yeah. a Vansar? No, it actually isn't. It is a model from Warcaster, the sci-fi skirmish game from uh, Pirate Press. And it's been out for quite a while. Oh, jeez, Chris, you really got me there. But it could be a <laughs> Vansar, which is the interesting thing. I don't know. I mean, about Infinity, I haven't looked into it. I've been sort of keen on starting up on it. And also, it has one of the few Tagalog, like Filipino units for science fiction wargaming ever. So I feel kind of compelled to give it a swing. I don't know why, but that means something to me, at least. At least they're trying to include something. I know that we have been talking about getting in on a starter box sometime, you and me, for the last two and a half years or something. So maybe... (laughs) If we both have feel like we have the money to spare sometime in the future, like a Black Friday sale or something. I'm starting to wonder if I have the money to spare, maybe I should just hire a painter like archivist or something from all my hobby. Nah. Uh, poor dude would probably kill himself for the end of the first day. Or girl. Poor yeah. dude or girl. Hashtag just feminism. Just poor. Poor person. Should we talk about the major reveal about fantasy that actually affects us? I actually, there are some uh, cruel boys that you could use in fantasy before that. Okay. One is a pretty cool ballista that would look really cool in a uh, siege setting. Yeah. The Beast Skewer Killbow, or as you say, just call it a ballista, which is easier, or spear chucker or something. <laughs> why, why use an easier term when a harder one is there just to use? Yeah, pretty much. But it is quite cool. It could easily be put on a square base and used. It's got... Uh, a big orc and a few goblins manning it. Are these guys orcs or orcs? I can't keep up. As orcs, it right? as it, it uh, concerns us, it's orcs. Okay. <laughs> Is it are are they called swamp orcs or are they orcs and are are they the same race? They're in the same book. That's all I know. But I think they're called orcs for legal reasons. But they also have a orc riding a troll. Which is interesting. <laughs> yes. But it's quite cool, actually, the orc riding a troll. I saw a really good meme picture earlier today where somebody put the face of Dobby on that guy. No, that, this is actually one that's riding a regular troll, not the, the uh, crawling thing with a hard on the back. It's just an orc <laughs> sitting on a, tro- on a troll. Okay. Yeah. But they have like a swamp lord. Yeah, I think you can call them actually, be fa- fair to call them swamp orcs when they they got a character they called Swamp Boss Scumdrek. Oh my god. Yeah. And that's the one that's right on a swamp monster. I'm not sure what you can use that for. And then there's the one that you mentioned, the Dobby one, which is... Uh, do you want to give a shout out for that one? I, I think I do, actually. It was I think Gaming Maniacs put that up on their homepage. I'm a huge fan of their stuff, actually. I really like their page. Yeah. They always... If you pre-book with them, you always get your stuff on time, which I know it shouldn't be an issue right now, but sometimes there's some people getting shafted by GW. But Game Maniacs, they always keep their promises and standards. I, that actually means a lot to me as an almost yeah. 40-year-old man. Also, the other version you can build on that is the Marsh Crawler Slogoth, which is the Dobby version. Dobby is free, Harry Potter. Dobby is free to crush mad yeah. things. yeah. But now for actually important one, which is the regular orc set that was in the Dominion is now out as a multi-part plastic kit, the Gut Rippers. And uh, I know that at least one of us have mentioned that uh, maybe this multi-part kit can be used for orc warbands for more time. Yeah. And that one yes. isn't me. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, and that you have the terrain kits that are also released, but... We have discussed those before. We have split split uh, opinions on those. Much ink has been spilled on the matter at hand. Oh no, I've been outbid. <laughs> <laughs> no, your substantial investment of zero point twenty five dollars. Oh no, I'm not the top bidder. I bid nine kroners, and I'm not the top <laughs> bidder. Curse you, deal, Shadow Wolf. <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's one more before we go on to the actual interesting news, and that is. Uh, 
quote, the skies darken and choking Mr. Rolina's cops Brack yells, no, at enemy, at enemy wizards and said, kill a beak, his corpse rip a vulture to feast for, on fresh carrion, end quote. And uh, about half of these words are just uh, new. They have no... They just copyrighted ones. Yeah, pretty much. But, they, but at least they don't have, a, as the uh, Lord of the Rings one have, that they have to say, like, uh, uh, Treebeard TM. Yeah. For everything. Nicholas, you've been to England. I obviously assume that you've been to the same pub as everybody works at Games Workshop. Could you just give them my contact info so they can get some proper damn names? You I can have, try. I have very affordable rates. Yeah, to be fair, you would just call everything like Stabby Bird and... Uh... Shoot the git and stuff like that. Yes, and wouldn't that be a bit more honest and in theme with the orcs, if you think yeah. about it? But I've heard people wanting to use because this one has either like a boss or a shaman to mount on it, and I've heard people that said they could use it like a wyvern instead of uh, the old Asag model. Yeah, yeah, I can see it happening. That would actually look pretty cool. Yeah. You'd have to yeah. remove every trace of the new orcs, but yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, it's really nice. And uh, yeah, I heard another suggestion to use it as the uh, flying nightmare. Yeah, the oh, yeah. nightmare. That's, that's, a, that's a good idea. I would actually say that if you were going for a theme with having the cruel boys as uh, archers and uh, spearmen and stuff like that, or just regular orc boys, and just run with it as an entire army, which, which would probably work. You yeah. say that they're from uh, south, something like that. Uh, then you could probably just use this as is, just uh, paint it up in a less Age of Sigmar paint job. Or yeah, and like a, a vibrant isn't that strong style-wise, so it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense for it to have two attacks. Yeah, I think uh, I am currently using like a wingless Praetor for my blood dragon. I think this could actually be a pretty decent alternative. If I want to have two. I mean, the Winged Nightmare is prohibitively expensive, but if I ever went through a big game of six and I want to have two, this would probably be a really good idea, Nicholas. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, so this is actually... I think we all just... Uh, when we saw this model on the pre preview and we just uh, discussed it in the group chat, and we just, yeah, that could work for different things. And so we had like a list of eight different things that we narrowed down to what it could actually be. Yeah, I stopped being bellicose and drunkenly and just looked at it and went like, yeah, no, that's okay. I can live with that. It's the one-headed uh, Lord of Change. Yeah, yeah, but that's, it's a good, it's a good model. You have to give him credit for that. To quote Omar from The Wire, recently passed. Yeah, I ain't mad about that. Never seen The Wire, but uh, moving on to the main thing. Why, why we tried to record on well, was like Thursday, and uh, yeah, we were shut. Uh, that idea was was shut down quite quickly given that we didn't have any ability to record after 40 minutes of tech problems. <laughs> but uh, yeah, who wants to introduce something big that's been revealed? I, I want Nicholas to do it. China. <laughs> Thank you, Nicholas. <laughs> now back to main program. China. Yeah, Cathay. It's been re like revealed for World War Three, And uh, it means like... It's not just a reveal for that game, it's also revealed for Warhammer in general, and also for Warhammer the Old World game that's coming out. It's huge. 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 Indeed and so. It, it's, uh, it's like it's such a big thing that it's hard to like even take in, because Cathay has been mentioned throughout the history of Warhammer for so long, but you've never seen it. So it's like... Yeah, no, not even in Warmaster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only thing you've seen before are like one or two snippets in a book somewhere, pretty much. Like this ship stranded in Cathay and, was, and everyone was eaten by dragons and stuff like that. Yeah, I had to go back and check, but the only reference I've got, because I think Among Us, I'm the one person who've read like the least amount of Warhammer Fantasy Battle novels. The only reference I had was in the Genevieve books. Uh, she goes from being like a humble vampire Jean d'Arc stereotype to being a humble kung fu master wielding badass ninja Jean d'Arc stereotype. And she goes to cafe for a chapter and a half just to learn, you know, martial arts. Yeah, that was a training montage in that book. Yeah. Did, did she for no reason. 
someone from Cathay? Yes, and they were stereotypically Japanese. Mm. <laughs> they even spoke in haikus. And of course, they taught yeah. her a super useful breathing skill, breathing with her mouth, not, you know, vampire stuff. Uh, so she could get out of a trap placed later on. But yeah, that's like the only reference I could readily come up with. But again, I am the least read in Warhammer <laughs> Fantasy novels from us. Because Cathay has been mentioned in a few places here and there. The thing about it is that it's never been described from their point of view, like ever. No. You have never really read a source from them. It's always like observed from the viewpoint of like already existing fantasy factions, mostly which, the which, Empire, which is yeah. nicely Anglo-centric. Well, there's also mention of them in like ogre kingdoms that uh, they have some kind of trade regarding the trade routes and stuff like that, and they have in the Skaven books when they mention, yeah. The clanation is from Cathay. That's yeah. it, pretty much. There's yeah. a ninja manager, right? Yeah. Like a model. An ogre ninja manager. Yeah. It's actually really funny because I went back and checked, and initially, Cathay was just like an amalgamation, of course, of like, you know, pre Qing era dynasty China and Japan. And I was actually informed that the Nippon part of Warhammer Fantasy Battles was always geographically there, but it's just like expounded as fantasy Japan later on. Initially, basically, Cafe was everything that had to do with Southeast Asia in the fantasy setting, which is kind of funny because, as you guys probably know, Cafe was something that you used to call the Orient way back in like 1600s, before the era. It was an East Indian Federation trade organization. Yeah, it's also one of the older names that we use for China in most of Europe. Yeah. Regardless of language, pretty much. Which is pretty interesting. Uh, but I'm pumped. Like, uh, I saw the trailer. Yeah. And, and I saw the trailer, and my for, first sort of, like, cynical thought was, oh, they're reusing the, the Free Kingdoms assets, which stung with me a bit, because I'm actually a huge fan of the Free Kingdoms, both the books and, like, the old 90s series and Dynasty Warriors. So when they stopped supporting, and with them I mean Creative Assembly, not Games Workshop, uh, I was a bit sad, because we're going to release a lot of... <laughs> A lot of DLC and they had a lot of assets still to be released. And cynically, I'm going to assume that they're saving them up for this. Uh, so I went to the comments and it was just some dude wrote, Oh, why are you guys like pandering to China and inserting a lot of like Southeast Asian stuff into my lovable English quaint fairy old England uh, fantasy? And I was like, This man needs to be eviscerated with the mind races of my genius brain. And then I read the comments and people were just like, Stop being a dick, dude. Cafe's always been there. It's an integral part of it. Yeah. We just haven't worked on it. When you see like references for how far back it goes, it's like the Battle Beast area for Warmer Army's second edition and Warmer Army's third edition, mm. which is not in 2021, so to speak. Last, it was before the, the Dragon weekend, by the way, I actually, I actually met someone that worked for Creative Assembly oh. and, and spoke to him about it. And it seems like... It's not that lucrative of a market because, like, it's really hard to get into the the market in China, and like, they were not even sure if the game was gonna be like approved. And apparently, there's a new law in China as well. You can't play video games for more than like a couple of hours each week. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and it's for uh, kids. I think that they're not allowed to play for more than three hours a week, which has tanked the uh, large uh, gaming companies that are uh, China owned. It. Don't crucify yeah. me about this, but I think it's students, so it might be up to 20. Yeah, kids. And, but, and he also said that, like, if they buy games, they're going to buy, like, <clears throat> either, like, illegal copies or, like, codes from Russia. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Like, they don't have to, like, fucking pander to China that much. No, it's never an and, issue. And also, like, in China, it's hard to get the game approved if you have, like, undead in it, because that's a big thing. Yeah. You can't have undead in spirits and shit. And I, I'm thinking, what better way than introducing one of the uh, smaller, barely heard of factions in Warhammer lore than a Total War game, where you can just go nuts in one go and just have all of it in there. And you don't have to think thousands and in both hours and in uh, production costs in uh, just producing miniatures. Do you, and I, do you guys know the story of why we got Arab in Warmaster and we never got Cafe? No. Okay, me neither. I was well, hoping you guys right? Yeah, I think so. It's also because Araby was sort of soft prepared for a launch into this. I actually know they were supposed, like rumor wise, to get a book in combination with like the Bretonia release. Because we remember in the sixth edition Bretonia, there's like this huge part about the Crusades into Araby. Yeah. 
with the, if I remember correctly, Jafar the Cruel uh, <laughs> being their opponent, which is, you know, hilarious. <clears throat> and uh, they sort of scrapped that idea, but the idea was that basically the Warmaster range was supposed to serve as like a small idea model, and then they never went through with the Arabi, so they just released this Warmaster. Uh, I'm going to assume that the fact that Warmaster didn't really take off led into them not doing Cafe as well. Again, that's conjecture, though. I have no proof whatsoever. Because, I, think, I mean, uh, the Arabic range is pretty decent. Yeah, but I think we could standard. also see how little support uh, Warmaster had after a while. Uh, it yeah. was one of the first uh, specialist games of that era to be pretty much discontinued. It's kind of strange because I have a lot of friends who like espouse the virtues of every specialist game, but I don't really know anyone who speaks well about Warmaster. Not because I think it's a bad game. I maybe what? never picked I've up heard that Warmaster is like the best game his worship ever made. Really? So, like yeah. everything I've ever heard of it. It's it's a good game. It's more, it's a bit, uh, maybe not as uh, <laughs> easy to play as some of them either. Okay. But I think it was also that uh, it might have just been released in the wrong time slot, so to speak, and uh, not many people being able to pick it up because I had other more more interesting things to buy or something like that. Or as we have talked about uh, earlier in this podcast, maybe it was the era where a lot of those who come back to 6th edition now uh, went off to uh, eight and have lives. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's like the eternal 40k fantasy paradigm, right? Like, do you go into Epic or do you go into Warmaster? Do you go into Battlefleet Gothic or do you go into like the fantasy ship game, Man of War? Man- Is it Man of War? Yeah. It's like okay, the well, paradigm. to go back to the the topic at hand, Cathay. Um, it's really cool. I really like the units. They're very like different yeah uh, like they're very like high fantasy a bit and then like when you see the the big shots of like these floating islands and stuff it's very like fantastical yeah but i uh, think I... it's really cool because it's like such a a fantasy version of what you would imagine china i don't know when yeah. we're gonna get this episode out but i want to be one of the first people to say oh my god cafe's gunpowder units is so fucking up god damn it i keep getting beaten by them all the time get learn to get good I was there. thinking at the latest Sunday this week, but uh, fair enough. I can uh, postpone <laughs> it until uh, March next year if you want. <laughs> Why? Uh, no, but I agree with Nicholas. You have the Quan Ji. You have like the elemental warriors of classic China myth, Confucianist magic. You have, of course, like the tigers, the Shenlongs. Uh, I think I saw Quirin, which is like a strange horse. Like It's like a horse dragon thing. And I, of course, we saw like the stone guardian tigers as well. All fantastical parts grounded in Chinese mythology. Yeah. I also yeah. saw. I those also saw are, yeah, those are called the Terracotta Sentinels, the large stone they, golems. Okay. No, no, I, I didn't mean those. I meant like the dog faced tiger oh, thing. You know, yeah. they, they know call them mean. Chinese lions, but yeah. they're not really lions. They're more like, yeah. yeah I thought you mentioned the uh, statues. That was where I mentioned what they were called. Yeah. I, I thought those of those. Too. I thought of those as local flavored ushabti. But yeah, I get your point. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing, like, I saw people saying that it looks, doesn't really look Warhammer, and it looks very, like, uh, generic fantasy-ish. But the thing is, like, they have a great disadvantage, I think, by being released as a video game first, and not having the luxury of having endless of years of, like, really cool artwork and uh, models and stuff that, like, the video game will represent. Because when you play Total War, if you actually zoom in and look at the units, they look like a bit lackluster, I think. Like if you zoom in like on a dwarf warrior, that's not how I imagine a dwarf warriors look. And I don't even imagine how like the models of most dwarf models than they like dwarf warriors, they don't really look like I imagine them. They look like like the cover of the army books. That's how I imagine dwarf warriors to look like. But then I just like have to make it up in my mind when I play Worm Fantasy that these guys represent my idea of a dwarf warrior and when yeah, i play this war place. game like i have to imagine that they represent what i imagine them to look like even though, if they don't look like that and having yeah. cathay released in a video game format first it's harsh like it's harsh to not have the the basis of artwork and shit yeah and they don't have like the rabid fan base because 
I like to play Beastmen, but objectively seen for a long time, the Beastmen were shit in the game, but I still play them. Because like you said, everybody has their detractors, but only like the fan stereotype supporters would really stand by them. Cafe is being released in a video game, so I, I, I agree completely, Nicholas. They don't really have that uh, people. They don't have the people who used to play with them and like build and paint them and will support them. I also saw yeah. some criticism about people being like, oh, of course there's going to be another female leader. And again, that guy was just cut down viciously. Strong female leaders have always been a thing in fantasy, dude. And I mean, yeah. Yeah. And speaking of the leaders of Cathay, they are they they did a conscious choice that we, that we can read in both the uh, Total War blog and the uh, Warm Community post about it. That they did a conscious choice to not include the actual leaders of the faction. Mm. Yeah, I hope they're gonna go with like some sort of analog to the Jade Emperor idea. I don't know if you guys are like super read into Chinese mythology and Confucianism and stuff, but basically the idea of a Jade Emperor is in is an immortal magical emperor who is one with the land, sort of like the Forian legend of the Fisher King. Have you read the blog post from Total War? Uh, No, I probably should instead of running my mouth. But Uh, well, it's. Just gonna quote it there, and that is, the question is: All right, but what about Celestial Dragon Emperor and his wife, the Moon Empress? Fair question. Yes, the Celestial Dragon Emperor still rule, rules over Grand Cathay. He spends his time in the Celestial City above Wei Jin, contemplating the destiny of the Empire with his wife, the equally revered Moon Empress. They are the true power couple of the warmer world, older than most of the gods, for they existed when the planet was colder before even the old ones came and pulled it closer to the sun. You know, that's really funny because it ties into like the divinity of Sun Wukong and other gods in like Chinese mythology. So I'm I'm way behind that. Yeah. Like the moon goddess being this emphatic mother figure who actually breathes life in the creation created by the dragon emperor. It sounds dope as fuck, dude. Yeah, and that is because they that's why they decided not to bring them onto the battlefield because they would be too powerful. Yeah. How, they, how how beta the do the high elf dragons look now? Yeah. But these are some kind of magical dragon that can turn into a human. You, no, you and the tells you not to worry about Nicholas. I've seen so many memes with Imric moving to Cathay these past days. Yeah, it's but like it is, the, it's like there, Anakin meme. Hey, yeah. I could top, I could top, I could totally get on top of that dragon. Oh, to to ride into battle, right? To ride yeah. into battle, right? Exactly. But then they mentioned that the Cathay's legendary lords is their children. So because. They can't have those the emperor and his wife as on the as the leaders because they're pretty much as playing as corn or nurgle on the battlefield. Yeah. I'm deploying. Th- I'm deploying my first world war tank regiment. I'm deploying my first world war infantry regiment. I'm deploying my nuclear corps from 1980. What? Yeah, and then the, oh, I'm just gonna bomb the planet from orbit. Yeah, I win again. Yeah, so they have a. Uh, they're fighting uh, uh, over the Great Bastion, which is the fortress city that uh, lies uh, on the border between uh, Cathay and the Chaos Wastes. So they have a pretty much permanent garrison, so they have hardened troops. And I would have loved to this, this for this to be in uh, Warhammer back in 6th edition. Okay, so real talk. <clears throat> what did you guys think about Sinch models as well? There are Chaos Warriors on discs. Yes, uh, I also saw the Ogroid Farmerforge dude from like the Silver Tower re-release. Yeah, and uh, the other miniature Minotaur was there as well, I think. Yeah, the fighty one. Yeah, I also like the, the when they wrote that like the, it would be their children, but their children are also like rivals of it. So yeah, yeah. probably no, no, no. Be, like different factions, like the Empire, and that they, they will. I really like that they're flawed. Like, of course, they shouldn't just be. The best of the best, because then they would have conquered the world. They need to have like some kind of issues. Yeah, I think it's uh, the one we saw in the trailer and uh, her brother, the Iron Dragon, or something like that. Did you guys? No. Did either one of you ever buy Total War Free Kingdoms? No. No. Okay. Because one of the scenarios was basically about the dude who wins the War of Free Kingdoms. He has like five sons who are princes. And basically, it's like each and every one of them is a super powerful mini emperor, but their biggest problem is that they're assholes to one another. So I imagine it's going to be a bit same like that, a bit like Hagraev and like the Dark Elf provinces. That yes, we don't we don't hate each other just as much as we hate everyone else, but we really hate each other as well. <laughs> so I think you're onto something there, Nicholas. Uh, the other one 
Let's see. The first one that we saw in the trailer, it was Mao Jing, Supreme Matriarch of Nangao, rule of the Northern Provinces. And then, then we have uh, Chao Ming, her brother, is the Iron Dragon, the ruler of the Western Provinces of Grand Cathay, which is pretty much the area that borders uh, the Mountains of Morn. Yeah. The area where uh, Sayo the Faithless attacked in the Tamarcon as well. Oh, yeah. It's a really cool little segment. Yeah. That's. If people think that the, the things that are shown in this trailer is like outrageous, just read that text and you'll see that it's basically exactly what they described there. Just read the Tamarcan book, you mean, and you see that uh, it's the Warhammer that's toned down. Well, I mean, okay, I'm going to sound like a negative Nancy here, but if you think that the stuff you see in Total War was outrageous, then obviously you've only encountered Warhammer fantasy battles with in regards to the models were actually released if you read like the old army books or if you read the greater universe books like the expanded universe there's so much insane shit in there that never officially got a model that they aren't even scraping the surface sun <laughs> there's like a dragon made out of a million worms each and every one of them hates one another but they still conspire to eat the <laughs> biggest broodmother of scavens ever yeah. There's a yeah. wizard. There's a wizard made out of a mountain of flesh. I mean, don't tell me that it's too weird or out there for you, because I mean, we just uh, just uh, read the stories about the origins of the Skaven when they were building the tower, well, the equivalent of the Tower of Babylon. Yeah, it's totally, no, yeah, totally not Tower of Babel. No, no, and just uh, that story or the stories of the. Uh, Sky Titans that were there before the giants and the ogres. The ogres or that, Mr. King. that city that Malkit visited, like in the Chaos Waste, is just like a different civilization. Yeah, which is uh, pretty much uh, the civilization that's now the uh, Osiric Bone Reapers in Age of Sigmar. Yeah, just, just look in the parts when the Lizardmen used to hang out at Amazons who had laser weapons. I mean, come on. Yeah. Don't tell no. me it's too weird. Or all of this... Went into like the, the hallway of the warp. Yeah, the Stargates on Albion. Yeah. Or like check out the Realm of Chaos when you could actually just legit win a bolt gun. All of the Storm of Chaos uh, campaign rewards, you mean, which is a power sword, a lightning claw, a power fist, a set of power armor, an auspex scanner, <laughs> a flamer. <laughs> I reread the Albion campaign book, and I'm pretty sure you can get a refractor field in there. Yeah, yeah right. I was talking about uh, the Albion. And, uh, oh, yeah. No, yeah. I think it's... Uh, it's the power sword, the power, the lightning claw, the power fist, the power yeah. armor, the auspex scanner, the f- the flamer, <laughs> and stuff like that. It's just ridiculous. Have you seen like the old Kurt Russell Stargate movie? Yeah. You remember where like these ignorant sheep herders, they pick up like O'Neill's pistol and they're like, ooh, a toy, and accidentally just shoot a hole in the wall. That's how I imagine like the Warhammer Fantasy Battle Albion people being like when they get a last gun. Yeah, well, yeah. Cathay looks different, and it looks Chinese, but I mean, that's, what else were you expecting? To to paraphrase the benevolent Dong Zhou, I just want to say, how, 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 which means good, good, good. I'm psyched. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Yeah, and I think we need to do, like, a lore special for when we know all of the factions that comes out. Yeah. That's for well, the future. Well, we were actually just guessing before, and I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Now we have Cafe versus Sinch. We have Tsar Katarina Elsa versus Let It Go Corn. Nicholas, who are Nurgle going to face? And Chris, who are Slanish going to face? And yes, this is just me saying it for any one of you guys, so I don't have to answer the damn question. Go! Well, we could save it for later. Um, maybe it will be like a new campaign for uh, the Empire and Britonia. Yeah, or... If they want to revisit some of the lesser known, lesser used factions there is, maybe, yeah, it's hard to say. It's it's good to have chaos against humans because that's like... Yeah. To be fair, I would have never have guessed that their second large faction reveal would be Cathay versus Sinch. So <laughs> I'm probably the last one that should guess at this. But as we've seen, all of this has been co-designed with the uh, the Warhammer Studios at Games Workshop. Yeah. I was I was hoping one of you could say Araby. Mm, yeah. It's weird that Araby it's not really in Total War, right? But you have the coast there where you have like Knight Errants and Tomb Kings. Yeah, that's all there is. But they, they could just change the map. They've done it before or add to it. Yeah. 
They could uh, like uh, flesh out uh, Estalia. That would be really cool if they were yeah. fighting Slanesh or something. Uh, I used to read reread the Warhammer community post, which says, "With Grand Cathay looming in the Warhammer background for so long and asterisk, uh, scrolling down and read since 1984, fact fans. Oh, it's just a new party shoehorned in with no reason. Yeah, I really love that they had to." do that. But they knew it was going to happen, right? They knew that someone was going to be like, oh, this is just made up shit. It doesn't have anything to do with the old world. They were like, well, actually. Yeah. Cathayan society follows the harmonious teachings of the Celestial Dragon Emperor and his equally powerful consort, the Moon Empress. They also happen to be two of the oldest beings alive. Yeah, we went into that. But There's a really lovely picture above that, which I'm looking at now, and that is uh, pretty much floating islands with lovely pagoda buildings on top of them. I don't know the proper terms. I'm going to use the pagoda buildings. No, you can say pagoda. It's it's an anglicized yeah. term for basically any sort of Southeast Asian construction that has several towers and a dungeon on it. Yeah. And there's lovely, there's a floating islands with bridges across them. And in the lower left corner, they have Warhammer the Old World and not Total War written on these design drawings. Do you want to hear like some fun fact about these low like, tranquility gardens you have in China with the bridges of water? Do you know why they aren't in a straight pattern? They're also like zigzagged. Tell us why is it fun? Because there's a mythological monster in Chinese mythology called a Jiangxi, which is like a jumping vampire, and they can only run in straight line when they move. So you have them like in the concave lines, and you're safe from mythological beings. Because their existence is a lie onto Confucius and Taoism, so they can't move in straight lines, which would be telling the truth. So they destroy themselves. To be fair, makes as much sense as mo- most ancient mythology. Yeah. What do you mean earthquakes aren't the shiverings of Loki the Lysmith? It makes perfect sense. He's obviously thrashing in pain as a snake drips poison into his face, Chris. Yeah, we all know that the thunder is just someone playing with a hammer or right, taking his goat's route for a spin. Yeah, or one of the angry gods just letting loose gas. No, like, I'm super psyched. We talked about it before we started recording, but I feel like when they introduced the Vampire Coast, they sort of went from what is wider established canon and like the bigger teams, and I'm super excited about it. It feels like they've gone off the rails in a cool way, and now you don't really know what's around the corner. I really, I'm going to be honest, I really hope they're going to do Araby, but I don't think it's probable because of a number of reasons, some of them like real life, uh, when we talk about the Middle East nowadays, it's not really the enchanted Orient in the same way that it used to be in the 80s. But also, I think it might be hard to do the Middle East with a lot of like the older cafe stuff. No, the older Arabic stuff without being like offensive. Uh, and I mean, I'd love to see it though. Like jeans, but the, bombs, it is, carpets. It is pro- the best time to make it, to remake it and make it properly and make it respectful yeah, that's of true. the tradition. So that's one thing, to, uh, one way to do it. Yeah, but I'm thinking there's one faction that really needs to be in the, the Total War games, and uh, that's the David Char. Yeah, Chaos Wars. Yeah, but well, they gotta be in it. Like if they're doing Mountains of Morn. Uh, but who would they yeah. be fighting though? But maybe they're what? making ogres as a proper faction instead of just uh, mercenaries that they are not. Yeah. No, fighting but that's ogres, set. fighting greenskin uh, like rebels. Fighting the the people of pig barter. No, but shit yeah. I actually know that fact. Uh, that's a fact, Chris, because they said in one of like the old live streams that they're releasing ogre tribes like as mercenaries for Total War Warhammer Two, like a free taste. Because for Warhammer Three, they're going to become their own faction. Yeah. Well then, what they really should do is making Dogs of War a proper faction, or like making Estalia and Thalia proper factions instead of yeah. having uh, reused Empire assets and. Uh, having to use unlockers to play them. Yeah, they should obviously have reused Medieval 2 factions. Just use, use it for Venice. It's, it's going to be really cool, though, like between uh, the World Edge Mountains and Cathay. So it's going to be like a whole area of bad guys fighting You could uh, use the uh, large uh, Hobgoblin horde as well. Yeah. yeah. Even they're... if they're bad guys, they aren't bad guys. No, they're bad ogres or bad orcs. or. Yeah, yeah but it is, it is nice to see that they have reached the point where they can expand on small fluff burbs that's been in the lore forever but never expanded on before. Yeah, yeah. bringing in Kamikaze suicide bombers. <laughs> I'm trying to treat this entire subject respectfully, and you're like, no. <laughs> but on the other <laughs> hand, I'm not making it up. Yeah, there's that's a, that's the thing. You're not making it up, and that's probably the problem here, so to speak. Yeah. 
There are but, a lot I mean, of questionable things that's been in the both the lore and in certain forms miniatures before. And uh, and I mean, like yeah. the 80s was different. They made fun about like contemporary politics. Games Workshop was a very different, more younger, not juvenile, but you know, a bit more of a rock star company where they took really, really broad turns and they made fun about everything. They made jokes about everything. Come on, one of the characters just taking the piss out of Margaret Thatcher. And the one one is just basically taking Loki and spawning it out. It's Judge Dredd in space. Come on, they're drinking beers and dancing. But some of it really wouldn't fly today. And some of the jokes have, should we say, maybe not aged well in the public perception. As a person who actually has yeah. Middle East in descent, I wouldn't give a fuck. But then again, I'm not super tied into that identity. So maybe, you know, I can't be an ambassador in that regard. Yeah, I, I would thought it would kind of be funny. And I would like to see something about the Middle East that is not a wildly misrepresentative or be offensive and i think having araby would be nice yeah. So, yeah sorry if i went up on my soapbox yeah Araby would be cool <clears throat> but um i think it'll be a long way away to be honest. i think so too but still you know flying carpets jeans like the flying there carpets are, used there's to drop a lot like of, uh, mythology to build on that could be, be if it's done right it could be really really cool yeah man there's a lot of deep stuff there i mean we stole a bunch from the hellenists but to be fair they stole a bunch back i think it'd be really fun but we'll see like nicholas said we'll see jeans in particular would be quite interesting yeah because everyone seemed they... to think they're just like uh, genies out of disney <laughs> just mm. yeah just read like a thousand and a night those jeans will fuck you up and they are assholes. I wish yeah. I was among gold, Jean literally teleport you into a piece it's, of gold. I was gonna say it's not that far away the new sort of war game as well. So we'll have we'll have Cathay pretty soon. It'll was be it a 20, great like thing to, to occupy our yeah. yeah, they postponed it was supposed to be released this uh, fall, but it's been postponed till yeah. early. 2022. Yeah. I agree with Nicholas. Like, it would be great to have something to like distract me from the continuous degeneration of our world as it exists. But it's a, I read a news article the other day, and we're fucked anyway, so it doesn't matter. I mean, we could turn around, but the sad part is we won't. Yeah, but it's okay. It's okay. Just don't get distracted by all of these millionaires picking up defunct space programs and checking the validity of living out in lunar colonies. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. Yeah, especially don't worry about Elon Musk sending other people into space to check if this spaceship is safe before going himself. Well, at least he's not sent. Well, I was going to say at least he's not sending dogs, but no, he know. sent actual people instead. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I mean, the NDAs and the the release of legal responsibility for Elon Musk was very extensive. You don't have to worry about Elon Musk. He'll be fine. And he didn't really want to go home anyway, right? <laughs> I'm, just no, wait- no. I'm just waiting for like the first uh, human sleeper ship. We put people to like cryogenic sleeping and send them into space and see if they ever come back. The, the worst part is there's probably one that's going to arrive in orbit next year and we're just going to say, oh... Yeah, we're from the previous civilization on this planet. We just sent a, a, a way around the universe to come back here and see if uh, the planet has cleared up by now. <laughs> no, they just show up like, hey, y'all, uh, turns out time is cyclical. So this is a bit awkward. <laughs> oh, but it's, it's, it's y'all like, are fucked. It's like that meme when a NASA astronaut comes back and picks up a shotgun and goes back. And they say, oh, why are you going back? Space haunted. What? Space haunted. <laughs> He just, <laughs> just went to the moon. Yep, shit's haunted. Yeah, I'll moon's haunted, which is probably how this is going. Probably be fine, but let's not go into that uh, um, early 20... Yeah, we might even have been able to play a game by then when the new <laughs> is released. Let's, let's be realistic. Space conquest and the complete and utter collapse of civilization, yes. Us playing a game together. I don't know, Chris, you're kind of reaching there. Yeah, that's fair enough. I really like that Cathay is a mix of regular humans with a shield and a spear and uh, massive walking statues and uh, mages that can turn into dragons in the same faction. Do you guys think we're going to get Soats like ever? Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. I How mean, they brought him back in Blackstone Fortress, so yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to get one in Blood Bowl as well. Yeah, do you guys think we're going to get Femir? Oh no. yeah, it's going to be an expansion with just uh, Nurgle fighting Femir. What? Oh, so you're putting my shame. <laughs> or are they like they're in I mean, total war right yeah I think they are in uh, aren't they're, they're they in... The, they're with chaos yeah did they like redo their lore or are they still like you know I don't think uh, they say anything about them they're, I think they're... they've uh, have rem- strategically removed part of their lore that 
isn't really <laughs> yeah that isn't necessarily tied to your identity yet it's a core component of this civilization yeah if you have no idea what we're talking about you can send a message but if you know you know and uh, yeah that's yeah, always it's, there it, it, yeah mm-hmm. but it hasn't always been there there's been some forms of retcons but still it's not uh, yeah they really have to redo them if they want to re-release them i think yeah, but I mean, come on, that's there's like, like four old... people. There are four people that won't be, that are going to be upset about it, and we don't really care about those four people. No, no they all play eighth edition. No, but I mean, that's I what mean... the old myths were. The old myths are like, hey, why are people going missing? Turns out the horrible swamp dwelling one eyed bird monsters took them to build a civilization. Yeah, but I like, mean, uh... back back then though, like when they wrote that fluff. Orcs did the same, I think. Yeah. So no, yeah. beastmen did, right? Well, all of them did. It's like war. Yeah, but there was a time where there were half orcs in Warhammer as well, but they're not there anymore because then the orcs were turned into fungi. Yeah, you yeah. are they fungi in fantasy though, or or they just? I know, not not in fantasy, right? Yeah, they they. It's not uh, totally clear, but it's been they've both been and not been fungi. Schrodinger's fungi. Yeah. If you know, write in, and we might even read it. If you know if orcs are fungi or not. If well, I got a question. I got a question for you guys. I I know that like the Fimir got rules in the Monsters Arcanum. They're like two different models. They never had rules before that, right? Like unreleased models rules, did they? They had the rules in third edition. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had models as well. No, oh, I had no idea. Third edition is cool. I would really like to try that. Uh, I reckon well, they were like some kind of. Ooh, I want to make a cool model project for a sculptor anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're going to an event where a guy who loves third edition is, Nicholas, so... No, no what, Freddy? He likes fourth edition. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I keep thinking third. Uh, just show up and tell him you want to play third. <laughs> uh, uh, let me just bring my dwarf sappers, and I'm going to bridge this gap by building a bridge two inches <laughs> a turn. <laughs> Some um, really funky rules in there. Really cool. Uh, um, actually, this chimera is amphibious, which means I can go over this terrain here because it looks vaguely aquatic. And the rules say specifically vaguely aquatic terrain. Um, so and that's then not even that's not, not even obscure enough to be uh, in there. Uh, and that would also be when your opponent says, "Why don't you just have it fly?" <laughs> But I mean, the literal phrasing of the rule of the Chimera, and I think like third edition, is vaguely aquatic. And I just love how something is vaguely aquatic. Like, how that, is that, that even a thing? But that sounds like... Uh, There's dew in that grass. Yeah, that's just <laughs> when you're playing uh, War Machine in certain edition, early editions, when you had to define a water feature if it was deep or shallow terrain, depending on how passable it was. Oh, by the way, Chris, I'm sorry, but uh, rest in peace, uh, War Machine, I guess? Nah, it's not dead, oh, okay. technically. But not truly alive. That which is not dead, that well, which does not are, live, cannot die. They are still supporting it with, uh, uh, yeah, some kind of uh, scenario packs and stuff, but it is not the most supported game on the market at, at the moment. We spoke about this before. Right? I kind of miss the old War Machine community. When they like reached out like, hey, do you have any mega nerds in your town? What? Do you have any mega nerds? Well, I mean, I guess I know this one dude, Bob. Okay, hey, Bob, you want to be an ambassador for us? Here's a bunch of free shit and a couple of t-shirts. Try and get people to play uh, War Machine. Yeah, Make some they, buzz. They've killed the... Uh, they had a press ganger program and it's been called something else. They killed it like two or three times in total. Yeah, I know. That's too bad because I really like that approach, like guerrilla marketing. Games Workshop had the same kind of thing. They had the Outrider thing, right? Yeah, yeah. they had uh, one other iteration of it as well, I think. I think as Games Workshop cancelled it, Private Press picked it up because they, they were like, if we want to get market shares, we have to do something a bit different. And it was really smart for a while, but then they they did the Games Workshop thing and killed all the, on, the online and offline support. But enough about that. This is not a War Machine podcast. This is obviously uh, what we were talking about. <laughs> What's that game call again? Yeah. No, nah, I'm shitting you. Anyway, uh, I have to log off. So if you guys want to talk about uh, intelligent, serious things, feel free because I need to leave. I think it's a good good place to wrap up before yeah, we I reckon start rambling so. about the Mars expeditions. Yeah. Did you guys get your chosen electronic tickets for the lunar colony of mankind's best hope for survival? I'm really psyched. I'm going to Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, I, I got an NDA, so I can't say where I'm going. N- Nicholas is rooming uh, up with Cthulhu. But I, all I can say is that it's way better than the lunar colonies. The lunar colonies in these are just uh, like the, yeah, you know, 
like it's gonna uh, upload your consciousness into a yeah like a satellite we all know that we're all batteries in the matrix anyway right we're just pretending to have to have free will how the hell are they gonna make a matrix four Uh, okay sorry different subject different time (laughs) (laughs) this is where we're going all right i'm logging off too great chatting with you guys we'll see you in the next episode and everyone have a good one